Well, see, you, when you hear this, you will not think it's boring. You're actually, we're going to make it so entertaining. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing to make it entertaining is I thought we'll call it a baby step special. Okay. Because I know how you love baby steps. I do. And in fact, now my clients go, I know, make it a baby step. Yeah, make it a baby step. This week, start researching therapist. Next week, we're going to tell you what to do at your first therapy session. What do you think of that? I like it. I like it. I think it's a natural divide. Yeah. And, and those two, each one is a little bit intimidating or maybe a lot intimidating. Mm-hmm. So it's good to separate them. Yeah. So a baby step special in two parts. We're going to hold your hand throughout. We'll hold your hand the whole time. We'll pet it. We'll pet it as if like you're getting a shot, you know, and like that kind of mom pet. <laughs> they like pet a hand. That's basically what this episode is doing. It's like petting your hand from far away. And then do I get a lollipop afterward? We'll see. Or at least a pretzel? I don't know. We have children here with gluten allergies. I don't know if we could be handing out pretzel rods. (laughs) Well, I didn't ask for a peanut. (laughs) Different allergy. (laughs) Yep, that is my mom. I'm Rebecca Garza-Bortman, and this is... A baby stepping, hand holding, gluten free episode of Advice from Mom. This episode, we're going inside the mental health system to help you navigate finding a therapist of your very own in real life. And we're doing it with someone who is deep inside the system herself and has been for over 35 years as a psychologist and family therapist. You guessed it. I'm talking about my mom, Dr. Mama B. Maybe you've heard in previous episodes, my mom likes to moonlight as Dr. Detective Mama B, helping you sleuth out solutions to your mental health predicaments. And in this two-part special... Dr. Mama B puts on her detective cap and solves three cases of three people trying to find the right therapist for them. But before we put on our gumshoes, please remember that this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended for diagnosis or treatment of any medical or psychological condition. All treatment decisions should be made in partnership with your health professional. All right, you ready, Mama? Ready, ready. All right, here's our first question. And our first question begins where so many questions begin. On a dark and sleepless night, in a world that keeps you continually, mildly anxious, staring at a search box on Google.com. And on that dark and sleepless night we find a smart and resourceful woman named Sonia sitting on her sofa, her face awash with the blue glow of her computer screen. Sonia knows one thing for sure. She wants to find a therapist. But she doesn't know what to type into the World Wide Web. Good. Good, Sonia. You're introducing the big question, how do I find my therapist? 
Well, so Google's not going to be that useful for this particular searching. Uh, online can be a good way to find a therapist, but it's best to go to the sites that give you a comprehensive overview and, uh, you know, of all the choices that you have. And there are many choices of therapists. The best web-based directories to find a therapist are Psychology Today and Health Grades. The other thing that people get confused about, and they always ask me and they get embarrassed if they get it wrong, a psychologist with a PhD or a PsyD after their name versus a psychiatrist. So a psychiatrist, of course, is a medical doctor, and usually they only give medication these days. They have very short visits with people and medication management. And then uh, the talking therapy is done like by LPCs, MSWs, PhDs, PsyDs. And, uh, but most of it is uh, translatable into proper English. So let me warn you, though, if you try to do this on the fly, if you try to get it done quick, you may get very frustrated. I would say do a big search and then narrow it down to two or three of your favorites and maybe make a list of three or four alternates if you can't get in to see one of your favorites. So I've tried to kind of simplify this uh, for you, but you will have some homework to do uh, in order to find yourself a good therapist. So I think you should be a good consumer in terms of finding a therapist or finding any kind of healthcare provider, just like you're a good, probably a good consumer when you go out and shop for a refrigerator. You don't always buy the first one that you look at. So feel free to do that in this case as well. So Mama, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the takeaway on this one is... Um... When you're trying to collect data on therapists, your best bet is a therapist database. There you go. So before we get to case two, it's time for a word from our sponsor. This one's for the ladies who haven't heard about Lola yet. Hey, you, wearing that organic pantsuit. What you putting up your coochie kazoo? Could it be that it's less than natural? Time to wish that big brand an do. It's made of polyester and chemicals, too. All these things that you wish that you already period now. And I did indeed get a box of Lola in the mail. For 40% off your first order from Lola, 
Go to mylola.com and enter pickleball when you subscribe. Case number two for Dr. Detective Mama B, PhD, Private Eye. Abigail already knows that her health insurance isn't creme de la creme. Sure, it covers prescriptions and a catastrophic accident or two, but the rest is a little hazy. Like the air in a basement of an old speakeasy jazz club. But hey, it's what she can afford. So now she's wondering, does it afford her coverage for a therapist? When you're looking for talking therapy, you should focus on your health insurance first. Because the health coverage is very important, it determines who you can see and how much you'll pay out of pocket. So, so first of all, Abigail, she goes for her insurance card and finds on the flip side a phone number to call uh, for behavioral health. That's how it's usually described on the back of insurance cards. So she's calling about behavioral health benefits. And she is going to ask the insurance company about her co-pays, her deductible, and her whether she needs to look for preferred providers. And with most insurances, uh, if you go to a preferred provider, uh, you, you will save money on the um, co-pays and so forth. And if you need more information on how to check out your mental health coverage, we have included in our references a really nice article from the American Psychological Association. It's uh, apa.org slash help center slash parity dot guide uh, dot aspx okay now here's a potential game changer what if someone doesn't have coverage or doesn't have insurance at all how does paying for therapy work for them what what should they do i suggest what i call affordable therapy groups and many websites can help you to search for affordable or sliding scale, or reduced fee therapists. Different sites will describe it in different ways. So the sites that will help include psychologytoday.com. Another site is called opencounseling.com. And A final one is openpathcollective.org. I just also have to poke a little bit of fun. I know we're not playing pickleball. We don't have time for pickleball in every single one of these questions. But I have to add, it is hilarious that you spelled out the whole entire URL. And so that you don't have to do that again, um, I'll put all your URLs in our show notes. So you don't have to spell spell out the URL. If that's the worst teasing I get today, I'm a very lucky camper. 
Oh, sorry. That was a gateway tease. So I wanted to tell very quickly the story of when you got a URL for your personal website. Okay. When you got oh, a yeah. URL for your professional website. Yes, yes, yes. And you wouldn't let me help you because <laughs> you said it might ruin our mother-daughter relationship. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. You got an SEO expert oh, yes. in Pittsburgh yes. oh, to yes. make your website. Do yes. you remember such a oh, thing? Oh, sure. Sure I do. Yeah. Now this will probably seem funny to you because you know that we have the snappiest URL for our site, <laughs> advicefrom.mom. But at the time I asked you, mom, what's your URL? And you had to think about it and you were thinking really hard. And I was like, mom, you shouldn't have to think this hard about the, the URL. And you're like, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Dr. Elizabeth Skabinski Bortman, psychologist and family therapist.com. <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're right. It was very, very long. And then I was so pleased that you you helped me shorten it a great deal. And it's uh, pretty good now. It's It's not the best, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good now. But before we move on, uh, we need a takeaway for this one. Okay. So I'm going to say... Finding out that your health insurance covers your therapy can only be insured by calling the number on your card. <laughs> and then, for part two. If you don't have insurance, find a scale to slide on. <laughs> Absolutely. So one more case to solve today, Mama. But first... Let's get a quick word from our sponsor. Yoga Glow. Yoga Glow. Does the stress of the world make you want to curl up in a blanket? Is finding a therapist already making you anxious? Does reading the news put you in a cranky fog? Then try Yoga Glow and relax into downward dog. Yoga Glow is your place for online yoga and meditation. With thousands of classes from the world's best instructors taught at every skill level. No driving, no parking, no stress. And it's just $18 a month. That's less than a single class at a yoga studio. Get your first two weeks of Yoga Glow free when you sign up at yogaglow.com slash pickleball. That's yogaglo.com slash pickleball. For two weeks free, yogaglow.com slash pickleball. All right, our final case for the day. Franz has been hard at work reading through page after page after page of therapists in his area. And now he's got a file as long as your arm of some that sound promising, at least on paper. Franz wants to put some of his own detective skills to work to get to the bottom of who's really going to be the best for him. After all, he's a discerning guy. But first, he's wondering, is it okay to interview a therapist? 
to make sure they're a good match. So if you can possibly interview a potential therapist, either at a first session or over the phone, absolutely do it. That's a wonderful way to, you know, get to know whether it's a good match or not. And it really must be, must feel comfortable for you as a client. And if it doesn't, get out of there quick, quick, quick. And so um, listen to your gut. Was the staff, the person who answered the phone originally, were they helpful? Were they cooperative? Were they easy to talk to? That can give you a sense right there because if not, if they're not cooperative and helpful, then probably the whole system is really under strain and not very user-friendly. So, and it's always, always, always good to get as much information as possible about a potential therapist. I get phone calls a lot uh, asking me all kinds of questions. well, the last last week, I got a call from a, a man who said, I am looking for a PsyD, which means it's another kind of psychologist who has um, a doctorate in psychology. That's what a PsyD means. And I said, no, no, I'm a PhD. And he goes, well, what's the difference anyway? <laughs> Somebody told him, ask for a PsyD, which they're they're very rare. So, but people have a lot of questions, and I'm very delighted to answer their questions. And sometimes I say, you know, think about what we've talked about and call me back if if you think it might be something that we should explore more. So, yes, absolutely. So, how important is it that you like the therapist, like actually like them as a person? I think it's very important. So, my trainer used to say, there are three things about doing therapy. One is rapport, two is rapport, and three is rapport. Any questions? So, um, is there anything you can ask a therapist? Can you ask them, like, they're, they're, like, are they married? Is that appropriate? Yeah, more than appropriate. Yeah, because— Really? um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I didn't know, like, my therapist that I saw for, like, a year and a half, I didn't know— until maybe like a year in and she brought up that she had a partner and here all this time I was talking about like my breakup. I had no idea if she herself, you know, had ever been in a relationship. She never talked about it. It's a really good question. And you're talking about how it's relevant. So if, uh, you know, if you went to therapy because you're trying to keep a relationship together and you ask your therapist, have you ever been divorced? And he or she says yes, Mm -hmm. then... Mm -hmm. Then, like, do you think it's, (laughs) like, can you ask them, have you dealt with it? That seems a little personal. Like, how personal can you be when you ask the kind of interview questions of a therapist? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that most people who um, want to stay on the therapist's good side, Mm -hmm. most of them will tiptoe around and not ask anything that they think might be embarrassing or too personal or things like that, unless they, when they, after they've gotten to know that therapist for maybe a couple of years, and then they they know what they can say and what they can't say. But at first, I think most people are very reluctant to say anything that might make the therapist mad, don't you mm-hmm. think? Um, 
the other more important question that maybe Franz can use as he evaluates this new therapist mm-hmm. is more about, can this person help me with my with what I'm trying to deal with? You said it better yeah. than I did. What was your experience? Yeah. How, how did you say it? Well, yeah, they just need to... They need to feel that this therapist can help me. And sometimes at the end, they do say that. They say, do you think you can help me? And, uh, you know, it's it's very endearing. <laughs> um, I have one more uh, kind of idea on this one. Okay. What do you think about asking your therapist what kind of, like, therapy style they have. I don't know if style is the right word, but basically I Mm -hmm. had trouble when I was looking for a therapist. I felt like they didn't talk to me enough. Like I wanted someone to be active with me. I didn't want Mm. someone who was like writing and like, "Mm, mm, mm." (laughs) and I also wanted to know what they kind of, what they thought of what was going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it just to all go into their brain and not mine. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a very legitimate question. And again, everybody's different. Um, Sometimes at the end of a therapy session, I'll say, and how can I help? Or how can I help you? And they'll say, they'll kind of look at me like, God, don't you know you're supposed to just listen? Uh, You know, and they say, they basically say, "I, I just really, it's helpful to talk or something like that, and then I know they just want me to let them talk. Other people want, they're looking specifically for A, B, C. A checklist. A checklist or you know, something to-dos. concrete. Yeah, aren't you going to tell me what I should do at home? How do I bring this magic back to my own kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up the wrap-ups, this last one is going to be... Style is everything. Or maybe finding the right therapist is going to take some investigation, but it doesn't have to be an interrogation. Give that duck a call. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen to that. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, dear listeners, we hope that your mission this week or whenever you decide to make this your mission, to find a therapist. We hope it goes very well. And we're excited next week to tell you what you should do once you get to that therapy office. So that's basically the, that's the doctor detective for this week. You're going to, I kind of gave it away, but you want to give some mystery around it, mom? Uh, the pressure is on. Ooh, can you play some spooky music for me? Or I mean, not spooky, but... Investigatory music? Yeah, we'll play some spooky investigation music. Well, I don't know what that's like, but anyway, I'm just going to say it regular, okay? Okay. I'm a boring detective. I'm the one who does all the paperwork back at the office, but that's essential too. Which actually leads brilliantly into what you're going to do at your first therapy (laughs) session. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, So, dear listeners, we are hoping that we're sending you good energy so that this mission in finding a therapist goes very well for you. And we'll see you next week to tell you what to do when you get to the therapist office. Bye-byes. 
So thank you so much, listeners, for sending in questions that have inspired these detective cases. Uh, We really feel like this episode is the perfect one to share with a friend, especially if you feel like that friend is looking for a therapist. Do you feel it, like, down deep in your soul? Yeah, I misused the word feel. Sorry about that. But feel free to share advice from mom with all your friends, because a friend in need is a friend indeed. Thank you so much for subscribing, because we can tell by our stats most of you do, but also we can tell by our stats most of you have not rated the podcast yet. And you call yourself fans of my mom. Come on, go rate us, review us, tell us what you think. I read every single review to my mom, and she blushes so much every time. So go wherever you listen to this podcast and star bomb us. Just do it. I can wait. I'll wait now. So thanks so much for listening. Advice for Mom is a production of Wise Ones Advice Services. It's produced by Juliet Heinley and me, Rebecca Garza-Bortman. Editing and sound design by Juliet Heinley. Mixing and mastering by Jake Young. Publicity by Jane Riccobono. Audio assistance by Brian Garza. Our theme music is by Love Jerks. Okay, baby. Whatever you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs>